This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us on Twitter at Guardian Fancast or at Quincy Wheeler One. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Thank you to all those who've checked in. Uh, just a lot going on this week, and seeing as the games don't really mean a lot, we we're kind of waiting to see who the Guardians were playing, uh, kind of try to catch up on some other things. So just want to offer you this kind of podcast some insights into what I see coming up for this series against the Rays and for the Guardians as they head into the playoffs. And then on Friday, Tyler and I will talk a little bit more about the series, our expectations and hopes and dreams and fears. And so hope that you will enjoy that with us. So today, just want to talk to you a little bit about the fact that the Guardians are playing the Rays, the Mariners are playing the Blue Jays and the other side of the National League, the Mets will be matched up against the uh, Padres and the Phillies will be matched up against the Cardinals for the opening series of baseball. Suspect that the Guardians will probably have the early game, at least like one of the early games, because Tampa Bay and Cleveland are not necessarily the biggest markets. Uh, so that'll that'll be my guess for what happens there. Afternoon games be a little bit warmer in Cleveland, so that might be kind of nice for the players. Uh, but it'll still be pretty cold over the weekend, and we'll get back to that a little bit later. Just want to talk to you a little bit about the Guardians roster. The big move, as just kind of mentioned a little bit in the last podcast, was that the Guardians got Bo Naylor on the roster and moved Brian Shaw off the roster. Brian Shaw is now back with the team, having been designated for assignment, getting through waivers. And so he's back with the team to just kind of hang out and help the team as he can. So that's that's a good thing, and, and I'm glad that he's able to be there and isn't holding anything against the team and wants to do what he can to help. Another example of why Shaw is a great teammate. So he was designated for assignment to get Bo Naylor on the roster. Somebody in the minor leagues is going to be checked out by a doctor and have an, an injury of some kind. So Naylor will be able to be added to the playoff roster. So when we look at the Guardians playoff roster, the catchers will be Hedges, Maley, and Bo Naylor. Uh, this is a great thing because it means that if you're in a situation in a playoff game in the fifth or sixth inning, and Hedges is up to the plate and you got some guys on base uh, in scoring position, you can pinch hit uh, someone for Hedges and then bring Maley in and then have Bo Naylor as a backup catcher to Luke Maley. Because other than that, the backup catcher at this point is probably Gabriel Arias, <laughs> the third catcher, I mean. So, uh, so having those three catchers makes a lot of sense for the playoffs. Uh, in general, and this first series especially. Then at first base, Josh Naylor and Owen Miller, and 
Gabriel Arias probably will be the one who will be able to back up first base. Seems to me like Arias is going to make the roster because he can probably play first base, second base, third base, shortstop, and left field, and that maybe is a little more valuable to them than what Tyler Freeman could do. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, second base, Andre Simenez, of course. Third base, Jose Ramirez. Shortstop, Ahmed Rosario. Left field, Quan. Center field, Straw. Right field, Brennan. DH, Oscar Gonzalez. And that gets you up to, sorry, that gets you up to 13 players. You got a 14th position player spot, which I'm assuming is going to go to Will Benson because that gives you another left-handed bat off the bench and another guy who can play any of the outfield positions. But I wouldn't completely rule out a minor league call-up of Tyler Freeman or Nolan Jones. If the team, team's been so aggressive, they feel that one of those players gives them a better shot against Tampa Bay's pitching specifically, I could see them bringing up those players. But my guess is it would be Benson and, if we're shocked, Jones, because it seems like they probably would want another left-handed bat off the bench. For pitchers, the starting pitchers for the three-game series, Bieber, McKenzie, and Quantrill if necessary. And the relief pitchers, I'm thinking the relief pitchers probably end up being Plesak, Morgan, Cody Morris, Sam Hitches, Nick Sandlin, De Los Santos, uh, Karinchek, Stefan, and Classe. Only thing that might happen is I suppose it could be possible that McCarty could take the spot of Morris, Morgan, or Plesak. Uh, and that would just be that like if you get to the end of an inning, and you have a left-hander coming up, and you're pretty confident the Rays aren't going to pinch hit for that left-hander, you could put McCarty out there and have a pretty good feeling that as a left-hander, he's going to be able to get the left-hander out. But like I said, I would I would bet that this is probably going to be the bullpen. You'll have one left-handed pitcher. It'll be Sam Hinches. Beyond that, you'll be betting on your right-handed pitchers to get guys out for you. And that's a real great bullpen. Please have look good in the bullpen. And I, I've said overall, I think you know, if he doesn't work out as a fifth starter, that he'd be a great bullpen guy, or at least a, a very good bullpen guy. Um, he His stuff should play up in the bullpen, should, you know, get a little more velocity. He's good at throwing strikes, which is key in the bullpen, and he's good at controlling the run game. So I, I think for an inning or two, Plesak's probably a good guy to have back there. Again, I don't expect him to be with the team next year. I wasn't really looking forward to him coming back. But I can see why they're like, okay, that's probably a pretty good weapon to have in the bullpen. And Aaron Savale will be back on the roster for the next round. And if the game, if the series goes three games, he'll be doing, and the Guardians win, he'll be starting the first game against the Yankees. Now, I did see some folks talking on Twitter saying that the Rays, the Rays Twitter in general, which I'm sure that's a you know booming group, the Rays Twitter, is excited about playing the Guardians, and that's who they wanted to play. This doesn't necessarily surprise me because if you're a fan of another team, you probably look at the Guardians and say, well, there's Jose Ramirez and there's Emmanuel Classe and no one else really terrifies us, which may not be fair. You know, Bieber and McKenzie are great, but I don't I don't think teams see them and say, wow, that's somebody that's just going to absolutely dominate us, even though Bieber and McKenzie often do dominate teams. They don't throw hard enough to make you say, oh, we have no shot against these guys. Also, the Guardians are so young, I'm sure a lot of fans are saying, well, the first time in the playoffs, they may not be ready for the moment. They're probably going to take some time to get through the playoff jitters and all that. So I can see why fans would feel that way, but hopefully the Guardians 
who seem to use this kind of stuff as motivation are seeing that and getting motivated. So we talked a little bit about the Tampa Bay depth chart. Just want to mention, of course, again, that the Tampa Bay Rays have some good options for left-handed pitching. and They'll probably be pitching McClanahan and Glass now in games one and two, and then either Corey Kluber or Jeffrey Springs in game three if necessary. Really hope the Guardians don't see Jeffrey Springs. Also hope that the Rays don't put Springs in the bullpen because he just seems to really have the Guardians number. But as I said before in the other podcasts that we talked about the Rays, Pache, Raleigh, and Clevenger are all pretty darn good left-handed relief arms. And uh, that's kind of a bummer to go up against the Guardians. And of course, Fairbanks and Adam uh, are very good relievers. Fairbanks is one of the best relievers in baseball. So the Rays always have arms to throw at you. They always seem to know how to best match up against you. Also, of course, another thing that I hate about the Rays is they have a couple of really good options to come in off the bench. G-Man Choi just always seems to own the Guardians, and he's a left-handed hitter they can bring off the bench. Isaac, Parade, Isaac Parades, he's a right-handed hitter, and he just seems to hit well off the bench against the Guardians. And the lineup, you know, they're kind of right-handed heavy, which is maybe nice for the Guardians, but then you've got David Peralta, who hasn't hit that well with them, but he's just kind of one of those veteran players you don't love to place in the playoff, play in the playoffs. And Wander Franco, as I mentioned, is kind of the one that concerns me the most. He just takes so many pitches, puts up some good at-bats. He's only 21 and a half years old, so maybe you can say, well, the playoffs might be a little bit big for him, but he doesn't seem like he gives off that impression for me. So those are some things that I'm concerned about. Certainly matching up with this team, I don't think that you look at them and say, oh, the Guardians and Rays, somebody's got a clear advantage here. And the teams have shown that when they play each other. The games are always close. They always come down to the wire. Uh, always keep fans stressed. And remember, if it's been a while since you've watched playoff baseball or this is your first time watching playoff baseball, remember that every pitch feels like it's the end of the world. But this is a resilient team, so no matter what happens, don't count them out. They've had so many comeback victories. They've got such a great philosophy and attitude about things. So just ride with the waves. Remember that no matter what happens, they were not expected to be here. They shocked the world by winning the division. They've had a great year, and this is incredibly valuable playoff experience. With all that said, I hope they win a World Series. I hope they. I really hope they win this first round. I hope they win the next round against the Yankees. I just would be super excited to see this team go a long way, and I think it's possible. But I just want us to keep things in perspective and be happy about the experience that we have. So just a couple things about the roster. I have to say that against McClanahan, I'm going to say something that is kind of crazy for me. I really think that the team against McClanahan should be something like uh, Hedges, Hedges at catcher, Jimenez at second, third base Jose, shortstop Ahmed, left field Quan, center field Straw. I would go right field Brennan and DH Gonzalez. And I would start Owen Miller over Josh Naylor at first. Now, for those of you who listen for a while, I'm giving you a chance to pick your job off the floor. Uh, Owen Miller's not a great first baseman but he's been working there, and he is the option the team has chosen to be the backup first baseman. Gabriel Arias has, has got one start at first base in the majors. There's no way they're putting him 
as the starter for game one of a playoff series. And honestly, he looks like he's got some things to work out nerves-wise, comfort at first and in the majors. So I wouldn't do that either. Uh, let me just give you Josh Naylor's career statistics against left-handed pitching in the majors. 276 plate appearances and a 60 WRC+. Naylor absolutely kills right-handed pitching, but he can't hit left-handed pitching. Now, of course, I wouldn't rule out that Josh Naylor could do it in the playoffs and do it in the clutch because he has. But I really think to start off a game against a left-handed pitcher, I would start Owen Miller. Now, some might say, well, Owen Miller hasn't been great against left-handed pitching in his career. Correct, correct. But for some reason, the team thinks that he can find it, and he did show that he could hit left-handed pitching all the way up to double A. So it's possible it could be in there. Now, I want to note that in the past month, in the month of September and into October, uh, I didn't actually include October. No, I did include October in this. I did include October, uh, September to October this year. Owen Miller, against left-handed pitching, has put up a 308, 357, 462 slash line. He has a 135 WRC plus against left-handed pitching in the months of September and October this year. That's what you want to see. And it honestly is probably a better bet than what Josh Naylor will give you at first base. So I really think that Owen Miller should be your opening, uh, the opening game of the playoff series starter at first base against Shane McClanahan. The other thing to keep in mind, and I think that our friend Tom from MLB Feel It was the first one to point this out on Twitter. You can go in fan graphs and you can choose temperature to kind of see how a player has performed a different temperature. If the temperature is 66 degrees or below, Owen Miller has had 116 plate appearances in, in temperature 66 degrees and below. He has a slash line of 295, 340, 535. He has a 139 WRC plus in cold weather. I, you know, as I've said over and over, I really thought the team should um, start a, it should go and trade for, acquire a right-handed hitter to back up Josh Naylor at first base and maybe play some outfield or infield to go along with it, like a Brandon Drury type. They didn't do it. It means that somehow, some way, they believe in Owen Miller. Well, this is the time, if you believe in him, to make it work and say, hey, he's going to help us win a playoff game. And, and I had planned all to say all this before Owen Miller hit a home run uh, last night against the Royals. That is what it is. It's a meaningless game. You don't put a ton of stock into whatever happens there. It was good to see the Guardians win. Great to see them get up to 91 wins. Congratulations. But I just really think, looking at Owen Miller's numbers and Josh Naylor's number, that Owen Miller should get the start against a left-handed starting pitcher. And then as soon as the left-handed starting pitcher gets out and you get to a right-hand reliever, get Josh Naylor in there. And then they'll match up with Josh Naylor, and Josh Naylor will hit against a left-handed relief pitcher, and that won't be ideal. But you're looking at maybe one, and if they're lucky, maybe two at-bats for Josh Naylor against a left-handed pitcher, whereas Owen Miller will get three at-bats probably, two to three at-bats against that left-handed starter. So that's really what I would do. I also really argue for Brennan to get that start uh, in left-handed pitcher. He hasn't had a great great splits against left-handed pitching in the minor, but he's the guy who's going to put bat on the ball um, he's got a great approach. I would ride the hot hand there and get him that start. Jo uh, getting Oscar Gonzalez at 
DH is a great idea because he's not super strong defensively, got a strong arm and not terrible out there, but you feel better with Brennan out there in right field. So that's kind of where I am. One thing I wanted to wrap uh, to kind of wrap up with today, uh, I had done a little note on Twitter. So those of you who don't follow on Twitter or on Twitter, just something that I wanted you to know. Uh, Tito was asked by Zach Meisel in a post-game show uh, about the idea of how many appearances Class A has had because he leads the majors in appearances uh, by a pretty clear margin. And uh, so I looked up at that point, and Class A has appeared a couple more times after that, as well as some of these other guys. But at that time, Class A had 75 appearances, and in those 75 appearances, he had thrown 878 pitches. Only 878 pitches, because you'll see this pretty quickly. Romano for Toronto in 60 appearances had thrown 943 pitches. Edwin Diaz in 59 appearances at the time had thrown 909 pitches. Diaz is really the only one that can compare to Class A, and that's in 16 less appearances. Uh, Montero in 68 appearances. Uh, that's for Houston. He has thrown 1,051 pitches, and that's kind of that was the closest at the time to Class A in appearance numbers. And Jason Adam for the Rays, 67 appearances, 942 pitches. So one thing this shows you is how efficient Emmanuel Class A has been at pitching. He's incredibly efficient. Uh, also said that he and Shaw worked together to try to make sure that he could get himself ready as quickly as possible so he doesn't spend a ton of time in warm-up pitches. And I think the Guardians are taking that into account. I, I, I would hope that Tito and the Guardians are pretty careful about his arm and not making him uh, burn his arm into the ground. So I think that he should be fresh and ready for the playoffs. Now enjoy today, everyone. Enjoy the game today, a 162, game 162 that is totally meaningless. I suspect you'll see a lot of guys getting rest today, or it's possible that Tito might start all the nor all the normal players and then kind of start taking them out as the game progresses, try to get them in a rhythm. Whatever happens, it'll be uh, fun to watch baseball, no stakes baseball, and then everything rides on the stakes baseball coming up right around the corner. So we want to root on the Guardians as the playoff approaches. Uh, don't forget, if you like this podcast, if you appreciate this podcast, ch check out SheetsGiggles.com. Maybe you're looking for a gift for your significant other for Sweetest Day. And you can go to SheetsGiggles.com and find some amazing sheets that will help you sleep. They're super comfortable. They're also sustainably made and made with eucalyptus fiber, uh, proprietary technology that they have. So if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, find something you like, use the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15% and to support this podcast. Appreciate Sheets and Giggles. Uh, they're a company that shares our values and kind of loves to laugh, loves to love, and, and enjoys helping people out. So just hope you get a chance to check out their website. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.